Parental discretion is advised. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us and IndieWrestling.network for your independent wrestling entertainment. Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Just Pro Wrestling News Podcast. No filler, no pop-ups. Production services by Sidekick Media Services. And listeners like you, supporting us at Patreon.com slash Wrestling Mayhem Show. It is the Wrestling Mayhem Show, episode 780. Tuesdays, we've been talking about professionalized wrestling and sometimes other geeky things like we will be doing tonight. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here on a rainy night in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Sorgatron Media Studios. Uh, we have a lot of fun stuff planned for you guys tonight. We have, first of all, on the line, spanning multiple time zones, actually, tonight. Uh, first of all, <laughs> we got uh, the only re- Mayhemer with a future Endeavor letter from the WWE. He's mad, Mike. I just realized that I do this dancing thing at the beginning of every show. And I never cut to you until you get to it. Yeah. Like and um, and um, Adam, Cole, Adam Cole does the same thing for every episode of Uno. Oh, there you go. So I'm officially the Adam Cole of WMS. Mad Mike, baby. Exactly. We're going to get sued. We're going to get sued real quick. Uh, Also back with us, um, geez, how do I usually introduce you? He's been a referee, manager. He's taking a bump or two. He has a bump card's full. Your bump card's full. Currently, you're Spookmaster General. Spookmaster General. I'm a corporate sellout for uh, Spirit Halloween now. There you go. Ronnie Starks is with us tonight. Hello, everyone. He he heard we're going to talk about Dragon Ball. And I, I heard it like. I felt it in my bones. I'm like, we're talking about Dragon Ball today. And then I asked who's on. I'm like, I'm on my way. Send me a link. Ronnie's just, Ronnie's just here to lend us his energy so we can have a perfect podcast spirit bomb. There you go. There yeah. you go. Oh, oh, there you go. Uh, I can't wait for everybody to try out their fusion dances later. Uh, but the whole reason we're doing this because we have our special guest with us. He is the man of tomorrow and the man of the hour. He is Daniel Ease joining us. What's up, guys? I'm... Excited to be here. I think we're going to have fun. <laughs> I think it was go. I literally, I'm starting to question what I signed up for. Oh, that's everybody <laughs> when they come on this show. Um, I, 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 we, we've interviewed Daniel on, on, on the Indie Mayhem show in the past, so we've had our wrestling discussion with him, and he does – we'll get into what he does. Um, but I just wanted so, – so, well, See, you, you forgot my other moniker, Sorg, like why I'm specifically here for Dragon Ball Talk. Mm-hmm. Because I'm the bear to Goku, right? Right, right, right. right. Yes. <laughs> um, but I'm just like, yeah, look, hey, come on the show. We're a bunch of geeks. Let's just talk about Dragon Ball Z for a segment, and you're like in. So uh, I want to thank you for coming on, and we're, we're going to have some fun with this. So not a problem. I'm glad to be here. Um, but of course, until we, before we get to that, let's get to some business. Uh, please go check out everything at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. You can check out, check out this and other episodes and other shows that we're doing over there. You can hit us up at that email address. Good times. Good times at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Starts you a little late there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was on mute and I started saying it. I was like, shit. 412-206-WM0 <laughs> is the hotline. You can call us drunk. Call us uh, anytime. Just don't call us late for dinner. And uh, tweet us at Mayhem Show, Wrestling Mayhem Show Facebook page and group. The group is where a lot of great discussions happening throughout the week. A lot of interesting talk especially about that just pro wrestling news future 50 number one that just dropped uh you can go check that out on their social media w- w- j 
PWN show on the Twitter. I I set up the Twitter account and I forgot it. Um, and of course, we're live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook, on the Wrestling Mayhem Show YouTube page, and on the Sorgatron Media Twitch page. All right now, you can join us in those chat rooms, just like I see Alex in California, Tina up in Seattle hanging out. <laughs> Junior, someone say Dragon Ball. This is the one where yep. Junior gets involved. This is the one where he calls into a show and tells us how fucking wrong we are about our power level. Right oh, here. I'm sure. If people thought we were wrong about our wrestling opinions, wait till we get the Dragon ball uh, <laughs> i think he's gonna tell us to call me yomi shut the fuck up yeah there you go mm-hmm. there you go <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh of course please uh follow us on uh wherever you get your uh fine fine podcasts uh we're on all the platforms there if we're not let us know we'll get make sure you we're know attached. honestly we're probably where you get crappy podcasts too. We're everywhere. <laughs> yes, we are. We we until they shut down. Um, we <laughs> we've shut down like two services. You know that, right? Talk so <laughs> one of the first We're six months of the show. Shoe. Uh, talk shoe. Well, they're still around, sort of. I don't know. They might be lumping out there. But anyway, soup or talk shoe. Talk listen, shoe. Listen, if listen. TNA's still around. Talk shoe. Still. I around. love the I world where I got to. I got to partially berate the CEO of a company for deleting my podcast back history, as uh, in in person. So. Uh, anyway, thank you to our Patreon supporters, patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show. Everybody that helps keep, keep the lights on here at the studio, including our friends at the fan of the show level, Bo Diggity. Woo! As well as, was that a Macho Man woo? What was that? No, that was me powering up. So oh, I gotcha. Dragon Ball uh, on stay on theme. Ed Burke, Team <laughs> Hammerfist at the Poppy Club level. Dave Podner of the iPhoneography podcast. Our friends at OccupyProWrestling.com at the Pizza Club level. Doc Remedy, Kyle Turner, The Riz of Riz Plays Games and Bobby F. J. Town. And at the manager level, Bradley, don't show me your butt. Brad, Brad Brothers. Wow, excuse me. And Butters. Tina Keys. Isn't that, Brothers. Brothers. Brothers, 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 Brothers. Bradley. I would rather Ruthers than show around. Radley Butters. He does look like he would be a Butters, though. He Mm -hmm. would be. Hey, guys, don't show me your butts. Oh, hamburgers. Uh, thank you everybody at patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show. You guys can support the show, too, and get some off-air conversations as part of that. So... Uh, what is going on in the wrestling world? I was just peeking around. First of all, you guys showed me this one last night. Uh, Ruby Riot now Ruby Soho has a yeah. fantastic series. Did you watch the? Or, do you want to show me this, Mike? Yes, last night? I was the one I told you about this. So it is like so good. I I, I am appreciating because I think we talked about like you know Buddy Murphy, whatever his name is now, but Matthews, I think. Um, like I feel like everybody that gets let go from the WWE has an "I'm escaping from prison" video. So, and yet no one has has copped the off the chain yeah yeah but like ruby soho now has an amazing series i especially like this latest one it's so punk rock it's so her and uh did you notice the theme song says her name now <laughs> so, well, so i ruby, think that ruby, i think ruby, that's ruby, a song it, it's a song but it's, i think it's rancid right right it's rancid but it's somebody it's somebody covering it's it saying her name instead of right yeah so um i believe i don't know i, I, I don't know like i was actually looking because i i want to look for this song because i want the song mm-hmm. the song is fucking boss mm-hmm. so I, I, I just want the song 
on my phone somehow. It's an awesome, uh, 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 high, high profile thing. So I, I, I just appreciate anybody that lets go, like anybody that leaves and just like jumps right into like producing a video like this is, is pretty mm-hmm. tremendous. And it's very well, well produced. Too. Well produced. Nice little nods in here. There's a, there was a, a, a guy, the, um, riot, the riot is over. The riot is over, uh, was on one of these. Um, there was a loveless, their old name, Heidi Lovelace, mm-hmm. um, getting crossed off at one point there. So like, it's, it's, really cool it's like it's really kind of like a music video um kind of situation so we're really appreciating that so i mean she she's got to be uh, yeah there's her old id <laughs> for the old, old I, moniker I and everything I, I absolutely love everything she's doing i can't mm-hmm. wait to see where she ends up and she's stolen a car and she missed a train and uh, she so steal a car not miss the train Yes. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, but no, I'm just appreciating that. And I'm hoping she, I don't know, somebody noticed cause there's a, there's a, I think Tina had over on the group. Um, there's a destination and then some blank spaces and it is the right letters for Chicago. And there's some stuff happening in Chicago oh, this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Firm. Speculation. Purely okay. speculation. Somebody filled in oh. the letters on that one. Hey, you know Ooh. what? Uh, uh, they have that casino battle royal on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Oh, if true. that's yeah. one, if that's won by Ruby Soho, yes and please give me that fucking match right there. Like just just put it in my veins. <laughs> put it <laughs> inject all, it all in your veins. So and I believe that that match is on the buy-in, right? So that's actually be uh, free to watch. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's good to know. I watched the NWA pay per view and didn't know that there was a pre-show on YouTube. I actually found it like yesterday and started watching. I heard it. that pay per view was fantastic. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We talked about it on last night's show on the Monday show. So um, and uh, Tina was also saying that uh, Moxley started the trend with the doing videos like that. He did, didn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, we haven't had a lot of releases that w- were before him well, so you you had that and i'm not and, and here's uh for everybody on with us uh visually like this is the this is just the blip at the end of the video oh that has this destination okay. situation i mean that could also be somebody filled it in this is not this is not what it looks like on the video here with chicago it filled in there. it could also be new york it could be new and n-e-w-y-o-r-k you know any city that has seven letters Okay, we're gonna do the math. Yes, thinking what I'm thinking, Hangman. Yes. (laughs) Oh, actually, that's that's good, Hangman. I mean, in all honesty, I I have a degree in mathematics, so I I got your back on the math part. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're gonna figure this out, boys. Listen, you got mathematics. Uh, Mike's Mike's a scientist. We can yep. work, we can work this out. We can work. So yeah. Where do you? What were you doing math on an on a spear uh, the other week? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like mm-hmm. was it was Le- it legitimately? Um, uh, I, I am a I am now a wrestling sports scientist. Yes, yes. Because you're trying to figure out the <laughs> unofficial, unofficially official. Yes, but you see, I mean, you know, right. my, my degree's right there. My degree, my master's mm-hmm. in pro wrestling. Yes, you know, it, it happens. <laughs> It happens. You know who it doesn't happen to? Jacob Edwin. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Not a real professor. Not a real professor. Good wrestler. Good wrestler. Happy for him. Happy he's a champion. Hey, got, yeah, no limits champion last week. Yeah, by absolutely. The way. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, happy, yeah. Happy, happy he's a champion. Good for him. Good. Not a real professor. No. I remember my first championship. Do, do you? 
No, I don't really <laughs> remember too much of anything. I don't know. <laughs> I was being sarcastic, but then you actually asked me a question. I'm like, I don't We're still talking about that tag belt you're still carrying around? I don't know what you're talking Oh, the one that's sitting over yonder? Yes, for that, over yonder. For that company that doesn't really exist anymore. It's fine. They're never going mean, to get it back either. No. <laughs> I mean, I thought you pulled a Casey Reeves and you know made your own championship belt and run around with it. So oh there's God. there's too many people creating their championships <laughs> oh right God. now, bro. So, I, so you remember that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Wait, okay. So Mike, you got you got. So what was Casey Reeves' championship? Wasn't it like the was it the, the sex? sex champ. It was he was the sex, sex champ. champ. Yeah, just yeah, he was sex champ. Yep. Yep. I mean, that seems like it'd be based on. Sex. Other, other people's perception of your performance and not your own. Oh, it's only it's only a self perception <laughs> and self performance. I mean, I'm sure. Uh, um, speaking of title belts, did you guys see what Zack Ryder did? Or Matt Cardona. <laughs> yeah, hold on a Excuse second. Me, Matt Cardona. Hold yeah. on, I got pulled that um, up. Oh boy, it's a thing. He, uh, you know, I, I may not like everything he does, but he's tapped in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah he he made the GCW title a spinner, mm-hmm. and then he had a he had a velcro to the back too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I don't know the rib on that, but no, well, no, that's, no, that's because a, WWE title belts are, have velcro on them now. Oh, do they? They're not, now? Yeah. yeah, they're not snaps. Yeah. Oh. I love how it's the universal title too. I jokingly called him a belt mark early or mark for himself, and then a bunch of indie guys got super upset. And I said, that. <laughs> I mean, okay, to be fair, who amongst us is not a mark for themselves? Yeah, yes. I mean, come on. I mean, that, that's <laughs> first of all, that is the biggest. Here, here it is if you're on, with us on the video. Uh, yeah, there is the Spinner GCW <laughs> Universal it's Champion. Yeah. Uh, with the well, big, that's just, that's the just middle finger. The, 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 or, no, that's the LI. The LI with, with the, the middle, middle finger. finger. Uh, uh-huh. And he's got uh, what does that say? He got the always ready, still here logos on the end of it, yeah. and his logo and, and on it. When he had his first title defense, he dressed as Mister McMahon when he was the ECW champion, which was fantastic. <laughs> also, yeah. like I'm just trying to think what else he can do. Like I, I guarantee he comes out as David Arquette next time. This, it's not like to. this is oh new. I, I was just watching. I watched uh, I, I, a next video popped up on YouTube, and his Ring of Honor going over like the top ten moments of CM Punk when he was there, you know, in 2005. And mm-hmm. he did the same thing. Like, he mm-hmm. went corporate, started coming out with a suit, won the yeah. championship, started pissing off the Ring of Honor fans. Like He, it's, he it's, signed it's his WWE contract on the Ring of Honor belt. On title. the Ring of Honor belt. I never saw mm-hmm. this stuff, so oh, yeah. mm-hmm. this is new to me. Um, I have both Summer Punk DVDs if you want them next well, time I see well, you. Well, I pay for Honor Club, so I'm pretty sure it's on there, so I need to oh, dive well. into that sort of stuff. So. Excuse the fuck out of me! I, mean, like, I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it in your old media situation, Ronnie, uh, but, uh, but I mean... I have it on 8-track, bro, if you want to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got an HD DVD of Danielson's last ROH match. HD DVD. <laughs> wow. Wow. But that... Um, VHS trader tapes, man. You know, that's how they used to do it back in the day. Listen, man, I, I had a job where we had to dupe. Dude, you want you want to come over and watch my laser disc of SummerSlam ninety? Goddamn right, I do. <laughs> Listen, you're giving me you're giving me you're triggering me because I did have a safety training job where we had to make hundreds of copies of VHS of our safety training footage. So oh, no. for because steel mills, man, 
steel mills. I was still writing software for Windows 98 in 2010. So that, like, that should tell you what's going on there. Do you still have that video? Because I would like to watch that training about me. The training? Um, I think I, ha- I have some footage around somewhere. There's a demo reel somewhere out there cool. on one of these old dusty drives. But um, yeah. Hey, one time we had, a, we had a game show we made because we wanted to try and make it interesting. And that was a lot <laughs> of production that nobody gave a crap about. Um, so yeah, that was, that was fun. Uh, also getting, getting the, uh, actors to say mesothelioma, you know, before there were like, <laughs> before there was a commercial about it every 10 minutes on television during ring of honor. Mesothelioma. 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 <laughs> say that three Meso- times fast. Thelioma. We had to have them do it three times. We had no idea how to fucking say it. So, <sighs> and now I do this. <laughs> so anyways, Zach Ryder. Still a national treasure. Got it. Moving on. Um, let's let's mention another national treasure. Kurt Angle had an interview with, uh, I believe, yeah, Nick Halsman, who I know from uh, Warrior Wrestling over at Wrestling Inc. And uh, I thought this was interesting because he detailed, um, he has been courted, of course, by AEW. Listen, listen, if you think that everybody that isn't available hasn't had a phone call offer something from Nick Khan, not Nick Khan, Tony Khan. Nick Khan's the other guy. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's the guy we don't like. They did no, that. He, you he, know they did the that guy, just to confuse us, right? He's the guy that oh, calls yeah. first, and then you get the call from Tony Khan. Oh, I got it. There you go. So, But he detailed, well, one, he's talking about his podcast, and apparently he's doing a line of sneakers to commemorate his 25 years since he won the gold medal. I'm not With a sneaker a buyer. Oh, okay. What, what's that, Eats? With a broken freaking neck. With a broken oh, freaking right? neck. Well, they now, have broken see, freaking soles on the shoes. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't know if I trust someone who markets shoes that celebrates a broken neck because I don't think those shoes are going to have very good ankle support. I feel like I shouldn't. And especially with Kurt Angle because he would not want you to have good ankle support. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Like a prote- So is it like a protector? Like, like, I, like, give me an ankle protector kind of sneaker situation, I right? I mean, that's that's what I'm thinking. They'd be probably like high rise a little bit, little extra yeah. padding around the ankles, like extra support, so you don't snap your ankles and you're wrestling or mm. doing whatever with a broken freaking ankle. That's the way I see it. <laughs> so, are we going to assume it, it does these do shoes? the ankle lock? So, are we going to assume these shoes are going to suck? <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> these shoes suck. Oh, boy. I feel like I'm going to see these around town for sure. Uh, so, you know we have to buy oh, a pair. No. Oh, no. Is Just this it? Them. Oh, no. It does. Wait a minute. It does say you suck on it. Is this really them? <laughs> oh, no. no I can't. Anniversary. That can't be. This can't be it. It's They're like ugly a, as shit. It says it's it's got a little GI Joe looking thing. There's a there's the flag thing. That's uh, photocopy. That's Photoshop, dude. No. Is it yeah. okay? Hold on. Two hundred twenty-five dollars per pair. Teamed up with uh, Garrickson Studio. That can't be right. That's not spelled right. It's a video. Oh no! Now I'm deep diving this. This wasn't even the thing I wanted to talk about. But this is the more interesting thing for sure. Uh, let's see. Into the Kurt dark web we go. Okay, into the dark, <laughs> into the dark web. Listen, into the know, dark web that is we the go. other question. Do uh, do the young bucks pick this up because they're such like crazy shoe marks? Um, wearing two thousand dollars shoes to wrestling oh matches and getting them bled on. No, this is them. That's they, they there. Do it say is. You suck on the back. Yeah, they're kind of. Oh, they're ugly. <laughs> yeah, those. 
now I, I like my shoes. I wouldn't wear them. I wouldn't wear them. Like here's Man. here's what I'm saying. If you're Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. you're known for red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. That looks pink to me. That does look pink. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are these pink shoes? Like, may oh, you know what? You know why? DM pink. Huh? It's it, it's all a rich tapestry. He's gonna fight Punk. Ah, okay. That's Ooh, it. Okay. Confirmed. Okay. CM Pink, CM Pink. That's it. (laughs) All right. So we are through the looking glass here, people. Yes, we are. We're reading the tea leaves. We're reading the uh, the the legacy. Third angle was not wearing a wig. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm up boy. Oh boy. Well, anyways, he was talking about his how he's had three offers from AEW. Apparently, Um, has I'm I'm still floored he wasn't. The labor of Jericho and Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, me too. I'm me floored. Too. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I have a feeling he might have been asked. And oh, I, I guarantee. So according, he, if he wasn't asked, AEW isn't doing their fucking job properly. Well, according <laughs> according to this email, or, I'm sorry, this interview that Nick had with him, um, he had the offer, and just him personally, he said it's not the time for him. He's doing other endeavors. He's working on a, he's working on a podcast in the shoes. That's apparently what's taking this time to want to get an AEW. But he was offered uh, appearances, um, including um, you know, multiple matches. Um, a series of like I think he said three matches on here. I'm trying to find the line again, and uh, even just like an on-camera um, um, appearance, personality uh, kind of situation. Probably like mm-hmm. Jake Roberts and uh, Mark Henry uh, kind of have there as well. So they're just and like Paul White. <laughs> just a H in his name. What are you doing? Emphasis technically, on H, man. technically, there is an H in his name. It's just not at the beginning. So what? 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 Oh no! Is that what we're doing? Is that what the bit is? Wheatins, Wheatins, So we're doing a Family Guy joke right now, huh? I'm pretty sure that's what. Hey, to be fair, someone has to. They're not doing them. (laughs) Are they still going? Is Family Guy still a thing? It's still a thing. Really? Apparently. Wow. Seth MacFarlane doesn't have enough money yet. Is it? Is it at that point where like it's a shell of its former self, but we still kind of roll with it? I have. I haven't watched it since it was renewed. Like Mm. South Park, yeah. Uh, I think I stopped watching it like five years ago because it just got away from what it really was, like the catchphrases and everything. And now mm-hmm. it's just like solely storylines. The uh, cut-in scenes are just lackluster, and it's just kind of like same thing on repeat, and just kind of lost its I feel like it lost its soul compared to when Family Guy first broke out and everybody was watching it and stuff. And you had like I said, catchphrases and your moments that you always referred back to. Now it's just kind of like background noise if anything well well you know? yeah but i'm sure i'm sure they they angled towards the syndication crowd on that one too so it was a bit like it's nice we don't have to edit these when they're on after your local news um <laughs> yeah hey you know they can't all be south park like <laughs> yeah. they got an insane contract but anyways um so yeah kurt Angle not going to AEW, or is Yet. he or is this Yet. a swerve and we'll see him in chicago who who the fuck knows? Yeah, honestly, honestly, AEW. The last thing AEW needs is more fucking people. They do they have enough. a lot of people. Yeah. There was a somebody put a poster up of these are all the people, all the big names in AEW that do not have a match at All In. Or oh, all, all In, All In, All Out is not booked. Really, it's not really booked. Okay, like for as close as we are to the show. I feel like it's not really booked. Okay. 
How many there's, matches do we Even have? though, oh my God, I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now. There's 10 matches. <laughs> and it feels like they've announced none of them. Wait, wait, wait. They've so, announced six of them. Yeah, yeah they've they, announced about half. Yeah, I mean, all right. Yeah, no, now that I'm reading them, I'm like, okay, yeah, they've announced all of these. Well, except for one of them, which I didn't. Moxley is going up against Kojima? Yeah, that was announced. Yeah, yeah there was a promo and everything okay. on that. Okay. So, I, I, I kind of missed part of uh, Dynamite this week. So, didn't he, and he had Kojima already, didn't he? No, they never wrestled in Japan. No. But what, oh, I thought he came over and uh, was on. Like, no, I you're, he, thinking, you're thinking Yuji Nagata. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kojima was on Impact? Yes, I, I don't know. You need Matt's big board to figure out. All right, Matt Carlin's good. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, we haven't seen the Forbidden Board for a while. For, for I, I assume, I assume it is actually engulfed the Carlin's household. Yeah, pretty much. Just, it's just like it's a, just where they live. It's now. a wall. It's a wall on the uh, mm-hmm. just pro wrestling news uh, podcast cave. I just want Kenta versus CM Punk. Give it to me now. I, honestly, the main match I'm excited for for All Out: Miro versus Eddie Kingston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. Oh boy! It's gonna be a banger. If you told me yeah. la- if you told me a year and a half ago we'd see Rusev versus Eddie Kingston, I'd be like, "You're full of shit." All right, I got I got one more thing. Why are you Why are you mentioning that? Because I'm looking at some of these and, and I was reminded. So, have you guys had a chance to see the Ric Flair? I'm not going to call it a promo uh, from NWA on Sunday night. I just I saw seen it, yeah. it was very strange, but refreshing to a certain point. <laughs> Just be standing in a ring with NWA logos everywhere and talking about how he loves Vince McMahon. Yep. So I heard about Hunter, it. I didn't watch it, but I heard about it. And Sean and and it was just you know, and he just just kept going. And all NWA legends. All yes. <laughs> but he made but he made the point because he named all these people like Taker and all these guys, and he says, you know what? They all grew up on NWA, so so it it, it came together for the mm-hmm. most part. So, but no, it was a good it was a good speech and everything. Um, although he kept Long talking speech. about he kept talking about Manny, and I'm like, who the hell is Manny? And they're like, oh, that's Andrade. I'm like, I don't know yeah. his name. So, um, but uh, he mentioned mentioned missing Charlotte and everything too. Uh, so, um, it, yeah, I appreciated it. I, I thought it was pretty cool. So, um, yeah. Well, with that. Before we get to the discussion we, we really want to get to, I want to give a shout out. First of all, go check out, hey, even our guest tonight, see him in action over at IndieWrestling.us and the Indie Wrestling Network, a big part of uh, the Renegade Wrestling Alliance. Uh, a lot of his matches over on the IndieWrestling.us YouTube page. Um, I think we have, uh, I think we have your match with Shane Taylor up there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, was an, you should. That was an epic one. That was an epic one. I think Thank it you. is on the YouTube page, free to watch. Um, or you that, can. Was that? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was uh, just gonna say that's hands down like one of my favorite matches, and it's not even because you know Shane Taylor. I mean, this is before like Shane Taylor like really blew up mm-hmm. where he is now with Ring of Honor, but just all around, that was one of my like standout matches uh, for my now nine year career. And then you should have my match with Bill Collier on there as well. Oh, absolutely. Time. Yeah. I think, I think one with Bill Collier and there's also a three way that involves J rock as well. Right. So um, be, yeah. we, we actually just did some, some special uh, re premieres of those last shows before COVID uh, over on the YouTube page. Now on the members only thing over there. So if you like your YouTube, we do have, 
a uh, we're trying something new over there for people that that live in the YouTube world uh, with the members only. A lot of the RWA Rise Wrestling Prospect Pro Wrestling is going to be a part of that too. And of course, uh, you can also see uh, Daniel Eads as part of Pro Wrestling Conquest. Uh, in that back catalog over there, IndieWrestling.usvod. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, and of course, uh, if you're interested in Pro Wrestling Conquest, we are starting our pay-per-view system, IndieWrestling.live. You can check out Book More Tag Team Matches, You Cowards. I think I got all the <laughs> words in there. Because yeah. I, I kept saying, I, I kept I kept missing the U when I was typing it out. Uh, so I'm trying to get better with that. So we have this down by the time we go live next Friday, uh, <laughs> September 10th. Uh, and now, now, Daniel, you're not a part of that that show next week um, because last I knew you don't have a tag team. Uh, but, right. <laughs> it's a, but but it's definitely something exciting. I know that that promotion has been uh, like it's been a hot one for you over there. Yeah, I mean, um, they contacted me kind of on a whim because I know a bunch of the guys there, like Brian Edmonds and. Some of the other guys are from Pennsylvania, so they know me from either RWA or Revenge Pro. Um, a lot of uh, IWC guys from there. And, I mean, it's... I can't remember how long Pro Wrestling Conquest has been around, but since I've started, it's just gotten ridiculously good. Like, I'm beyond proud to work for them. I feel lucky and fortunate to work for them, because, I mean, compared to most of the guys they book, I'm a nobody. Mm-hmm. And I'll admit that I'm the, I'm the nobody in the group. So I'm thankful, beyond blessed, that I get to be a part of what's happening in the magic for making and to be a part of the growth that's pro wrestling conquest. I mean, at the rate they're going, when when I see them and I'm at the shows and everything, and I, you listen to the crowd, and you watch the stuff that's happening. I mean, these are just the kind of company that could turn into, you know, like a, a Midwest uh, pro wrestling gorilla or something, mm-hmm. just with the styles of matching they uh, they book the uh, wrestlers that they book. I mean, you want a high impact action, you got it. You want crazy flips and dives and stuff, you got it. You want two guys throwing a cowbell back and forth, yelling yes and no, and the crowd going crazy, <laughs> you got it. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, hell, you I mean just the, so many of us like athletes, well, per se. I'm not dogging anybody, but all of us guys like to do the crazy, cool stuff, moves and stuff. We did everything we could at the last show in your housing. And we were all joking watching Jock Sampson versus Danhausen, and we we're just like everything we just did, and it, it had nothing to do with that match there. Like nothing we did in our <laughs> match could top what they're doing, and they're they were literally doing nothing. But it was amazing. It was great. Yeah, it was it was a lot of up, a lot of comedy, right? It was a, it was a lot of fun. Right. So. But it it was perfect for what it was, and yeah. that's that's the thing about pro wrestling is especially pro wrestling conquest, you know, everybody has their, their taste on it. And I've always in my head thought this like same thing with anime. Yeah. You have your wrestling in your anime. That's based around storytelling. You have your wrestling in your anime. That's, you know, all action doesn't really make sense sometimes, but you know, you love watching. It's like, Oh crap, that's cool. That's awesome. It's cool. You know, what's happening right now. And then you have your mix of both and pro wrestling conquest. is one of those companies where you get a taste of everything. You know, your comedy, your action, your emotion, the story—just anything and everything you can get. Beer. I know they they, they uh, push the beer a lot, so there is beer to drink while you're at the show. I'll I'll say it for you. That, you're welcome, that, Derek. That adds a that adds <laughs> an interesting fan element to it for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I mean, hell, the last show the crowd went crazy, beyond crazy, because you had 
you know, Mance Warner out there wanting a beer. And then here comes freaking Sandman out of nowhere with mm. a case of beer. And it was just like, I mean, that crowd went ballistic. And maybe they needed the beer after hearing Julian Hall sing. I don't know. But, you know, it, <laughs> it, it's just, it's a fun time. And I think it's going to be one of those companies to keep an eye on. And mm. I hope I can maintain my stay there to be at the pinnacle or at the peak when they reach it. Cause it's, it's going to be an awesome thing to be a part of. Um, I hope Ryan Edmonds is happy with what I'm saying now. We'll call him out on it. Yeah. You gotta, you, but, gotta, uh, you gotta make sure you appease the office. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta um, get that rub. You that's know? right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, even this next show, just to plug it real quick, um, our friends of the show, like the main event, uh, generation, generation dead, uh, G raver and, uh, and, and gory, uh, Ace Austin and Madman Fallen from Impact Wrestling, The Awakening, The Formula Ascension, Lenny and Lodi from WCW uh, reuniting on here. Tate Twins, I saw at OVW win the championship when I was down there for a taping. And of course, some other friends, uh, Facade and Danny Moe, Victor Benjamin, Lady Frost. Well, of course, Frost just on the NWA pay per views over the weekend. Uh, and like I said, hey, jo- Jock Sampson, of course. Jock Sampson, Cole Carter, and some tag team action as well not together i think they pick each other's partners or something yeah that's going on and i won't so. be there because nobody called me to be the mystery partner so okay. yeah, i won't be there for that but i mean in all honesty i might have to honestly buy the show because i mean <laughs> hell the main, the main event versus the awakening when i first found out about that match it's like that's gonna be an awesome match that's yeah. gonna be one that one right there will steal the show i know it's technically a tournament i mean hell for a first round tournament match uh Good luck to everybody else because that one is the show. That matches the entire show right there. So it's it's going to be awesome. Good luck to those guys. I look forward to being able to watch it one way or another. Yep. There's going to be a lot of options in order to, to watch it live or after the fact. Uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, we even Conquest partnering with us at IndieWrestling.us to do the pay-per-view. So looking forward to uh, to 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 uh getting that out there for everybody and it's 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 the best kept secret in west virginia is pro wrestling conquest but the reason we have you here (laughs) the real reason we want to talk to you is you're a big dragon ball z fan it comes out in your wrestling uh and and i just i just wanted to give you guys all the floor to talk dragon ball z (laughs) for the next over long so (laughs) first of all now, now we 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 were talking about you beforehand about like kind of the the man in tomorrow kind of moniker and things right. like that, and and, and obviously right. over the last several years, like I think I first saw it with you up in Revenge more than anything, Revenge Pro mm-hmm. up in Erie, great Eric Draven, uh, John McChesley. I'm hoping they come back soon. Um, so so you know you're obviously a big fan. You're wearing the hat if you guys are on audio. Uh, and uh, oh no, we lost your video for a moment. There you are. <laughs> so, oh yeah, my my phone battery's getting low, so. Oh, we're good though. Okay, okay. Well, if you drop off, we know why. We're just not, oh, we're just not yeah. going to point out and set the phone up tomorrow. And we're just not going to point that out. <laughs> no, we, we, we we talked about that before you got on hand. Yes. So. Yes. Because I totally yeah, fucking popped for it. I, I popped for it. So, <laughs> so, so, so tell us first of all about like what was the point where you embraced Dragon Ball Z in your uh, in, in your wrestling? Uh, well. I'll reiterate what I said before we got like live and everything. Like when I first started, you know, everyone was like, yeah, I was clean shaven and stuff. Everyone's like, you look like Superman. You look like Superman. You got to do Superman. So my mentor who brought me into the business was like, I'm going to book you as Man of Steel. Then the Man of Steel came out. I hate Superman. I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't care. I hate Superman. 
we won't break it down why again, but uh, a buddy named Brandon Espinoza came up to me one day and he was like, hey, why don't you take off with like the Man of Tomorrow? It's a less promoted moniker of Superman, small line of comics and something clicked and I ran with it and I liked it and it worked. I mean, I've been doing this for nine years now and I felt like it worked for about four to five years of it. And then after a while, it just got kind of burnt out on just being compared to Superman and I wasn't having fun with it as much. And I don't know. I was, I watched a lot of anime. Certain things about it clicking with me. And I think what really made me dive into it was uh, about, let's see, pre COVID. So maybe three, three and a half years ago, I posted a gym photo and I was wearing a Goku tank top and a fan from RWA commented he was like hashtag bearded goku i was like holy shit i'm running with that mm-hmm. yes <laughs> and um the more i thought about it and you know everybody gets their inspirations for their gimmick their character from different aspects some people try to replicate um former you know wrestlers or, or current wrestlers whatever like their inspirations are actual wrestlers some people take characters from movies or tv shows so the more I started watching certain animes, thinking about it, it was just like, I think I can have fun with this again. And I can really make something out of me and my character, just pulling these little, you know, Easter eggs of the hidden gems and stuff from animes. And it just, I feel like it just kind of took off for me as far as, you know, reaching a broader selection of fans and have, and mainly just having fun for me and being proud of my character. Um, you know, I, I always get shit on for doing the Superman punch and we can go back and compare who did what first. I'm not going to do that. Um, but it, I always got called, you know, a thief or I'm just a, a Roman Reigns wannabe. Essentially. Well, I mean, that was a move in MMA before Roman. Reigns exactly. Like that, that's where it came up with that name. Like that was, I, I was yeah. doing that in UFC games when I had my Xbox 360. Like, <laughs> right, and and you know, I started doing that move because one of my trainers uh, was Tony Kazina, who trained you know with Davy Richards, Kyle O'Reilly. He's done a lot of things with Ring of Honor. He's doing stuff with New Japan now. Uh, he's in New Zealand with the Fala Dojo, and um, I trained with him for six to eight months. We had you know, personalized storyline at a company that he was spending that time solely on working with me with character, personality, this and that. And he was like, why don't you start doing the Superman punch? Your gimmick Superman, start doing the Superman punch. And um, fast forward a couple months, I'm working uh, just outside of St. Louis and there's a lot of mixed emotions about me doing that. And a guy actually wrote an article and he's like, look, the dude looks like Superman and it's an MMA move. He didn't steal it from anybody. It, it just makes sense. It goes hand in hand. So with my character now, if you know they have commentating and stuff, I'd say, hey, don't call it the Superman punch. Call it the Proud Fist. Because one of my favorite animes growing up was uh, S. Cryed. And the main character, he, you know, he did a big knockout punch and everything. And his final form of it was called the Proud Fist. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to run with that. And even though uh, 
doc at RWA can never get it right. It's just two simple words. You can never get it right. It's uh, either the proud punch or the pride fist or the pride punch. Uh, and it just, it just clicked. And so what I'm doing with my gimmick now is like I'm taking certain things and I'm incorporating anime references with it. Like I, I do an elevated roll the dice or the crossroads and, you know, I'm holding the guy in a dragon sleeper. So I call it the Shinron buster. And um, one of my favorite, <laughs> you like that, don't you? I, I'm just, I'm just sitting here playing with my <laughs> set of, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that's, that's pretty good. Although if he can't figure out, you know, Pride Fist, you could always call it the Dragon Punch. Yeah, that's true. Or was it Dragon Punch? I think I called it the Dragon Fist, wasn't the it? Dragon Fist, excuse me, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about that, but just I, I like having my like, you know, yeah. little little Easter eggs here and there. I Tony Casino was the one who suggested I do a Rainmaker. And uh there's an amazing, amazing anime out that it's stupid that it's not being produced right now, but uh, it's called Black Clover. And one of his big moves is called the Black Meteorite. So I dubbed my Rainmaker the Black Meteorite. And just doing small things like that, it's fun for me again. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do is be like a living anime character, whether I'm a good guy, a bad guy, my personality and how I do things and stuff. It just makes sense. You know, I do strike combinations now that I base off uh, Monkey D. Luffy from One Piece. And <laughs> and yes, I'll yell out like Gum Gum Gatling, Gum Gum Bazooka, Red Hawk, stuff like that, just to be kind of over the top. But it's fun for me. And I know when fans get it because I can feel that their appreciation of it, they pop for it. I mean, hell, Sork was there when I powered up and tried to go Super Saiyan at. Uh, Revenge Pro Wrestling, <laughs> and I remember after doing that, I think, I think, I think he had to cut away from someone else. I'm pretty sure you were laughing pretty hard as I was doing that, and the camera was shaking. Or something. I'm surprised it was shaking the camera. <laughs> it was. He starts to he starts busting it out. I'm like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> well, you know, the camera shaking probably helped the effect. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the whole arena was, you know, just. Trembling and shaking around me, and have you ever tried to? Have you ever tried to get the fans to lend you their energy? I actually have. Yes, Um, (laughs) it's amazing. This this uh, this summer, I was in a triple threat match, and uh, we did the you know the tower spot in the corner, and of course, I was on the bottom to do the power slam or the uh, power bomb. And right before I did it, I smacked the guy's back, and I stood back, and I put my hands in the air. I was like, you know. Illinois, give me your strength. I can't remember the city off the top of my head, but I said the city and said, give me your strength. And the crowd popped and they put their hands up. And I was like, yes, we got this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's amazing. A real uh, life spirit bomb. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like recently, and uh, I think Sorg, I don't know if you caught it in my, uh, I mean, I've done it almost every match at uh, Pro Wrestling Conquest, but I started doing a special beam cannon chop. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I'll chop the guy once. I'll chop the guy twice, and then like I'll put my fingers up to my head and I'll charge up essentially. And the guy will try to like swing a bunch, like throw a bunch of punches and swing at me and stuff. I mean, hell, Jake something tried to duck it, and I smacked him in the back, and then I let out a big chop on him. And uh, it's just 
simple things like that to where I can pop the crowd cool, but regardless, I'm having fun with it. It's it, some of the things are silly, but I don't I honestly don't well, care. I'm having fun. Even even the last conquest, you had Calvin Tankman, which, which tremendous tremendous match, tremendous talent. Uh, and and uh, you did the you did the build up, chopped them, no reaction, and you're just like, I didn't charge up long enough, or I needed thirty minutes <laughs> or something. <laughs> so. No, that was, well, that was at Revenge Pro because uh, um, I think I said something like that there. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I think you did that time. there too. Yeah, yeah, so. but uh, yeah, Revenge, uh, Revenge Pro. That's when I knew, like, okay, I really got to run with this because yeah, one random fan was like, go Super Saiyan, and I just walked away from. Uh, John McChesney, I looked at him like, hey man, I need three 30 minute episodes to pull that off. And then you heard the lady, I got a 20 minute time limit, so that's not happening tonight. <laughs> and then, of course, well, John. It, it could have happened quicker if someone murdered your best friend. Well, that's true too, yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I don't have a, a short ball friend the, right now. What? But I, I do want to see if Aaron Draven, or yeah. Um, yeah Ronnie, if, Ronnie. I was waiting. You do now. <laughs> well, Ronnie, how about this, Ronnie? The next, the next Revenge Pro show, which I think might actually happen in November, I'll have a bag of some sensu beans, and when I give you the signal, you just run out and chuck the bag at me, and then I'll eat a sensu bean, in which they actually sell now, and uh, I'll just squash the guy. How about that? You just want me to scream, Goku? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well, God. you 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 tried to help me. My opponent will kill you. Sure, and then uh, I'll just yell "crap!" It's up in my lungs, and then yeah. <laughs> we'll go from there. Perfect, Ronnie. Ronnie, you'll take another <laughs> bump for that, right? I love yeah, everything. I'll, I'll take a bump this. for that. I'll yeah. I'll die for you, buddy. I, I, I love everything about this. <laughs> so, and I love because because like by design, I'm like I'm like, oh, Mike, you haven't seen any of his matches yet. You want me to send me? He's like, no, I want to go in cold on this. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I want I want to go in cold. Like I, I want pure reaction. Yes. Um, but if you ever go heel. You gotta practice your M. Just go a little yeah. margin on the forehead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can join like. Or I could just. Uh, I, could, I mean, if we want to be technical, if I ever go heel, then I just gotta dye my hair pink, right? Mm, mm. That's another. Uh, that's Ooh. very true. It's yeah. Very very true. <laughs> so, or just get like a really dark tan and call myself uh, the the bearded. What was his name? Uh, Turtles. Tuttles. Oh, Turles, uh, Turles, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you come out with a big old dragon fruit and you take a bite of it before each match. <laughs> I'm surprised this no one's right? done uh, Raku on you. Like, <laughs> oh, the name's man. Raku, and it rhymes with doom, and you're gonna be hurting <laughs> all too soon. <laughs> I love abridged. I'm sorry. Oh man. <laughs> well, and at that at that same company that I did the spirit the tower spirit bomb, I guess we can call it. Um, I was, it was actually a tag match. I was tagged with Brandon Espinoza, and he was actually knowing that we were in a tag team together. He actually wore a cheetah like singlet trunks. Had the uh, he's got these custom white boots with gold tips and stuff and. I mean, it was so dumb, but people Fantastic. were the people that got the reference were just eating it up and going crazy. That, that's awesome. Did you guys try? Did you guys try a fuse? Oh yeah, we actually that's what I meant to say. Yeah, we we did the fuse and dance <laughs> like as they were announcing us as a tag team and stuff. <laughs> Before I walked out, I was like, I was like, dude, 
I know you're shorter than me, but it's okay because Vegeta's shorter than Goku, so we yep. can make it work. We're doing the fusion dance when we get out there. He's like, no, 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 like, please just let me have this moment. Wait, wait. So he was hesitant to do it just like Vegeta was? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my dude, it's going to be awesome. Just, just It's pro uh. wrestling. It's awesome. Let's just go with it. <laughs> Oh, I would great. do my I would do my Vegeta impression right now, but I haven't done it in a while, and my throat gets really sore when I do it. So, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> but that that sounds amazing. Yeah, plus, you have to be at your ready to do your Vince McMahon impression. It's the, yeah, ex- absolutely. My my power level is not nearly over nine thousand right no. now. So I, can't do it right exactly. now. <laughs> I was just thinking, uh, the Bard didn't they do a fusion dance when they came out? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they just did the like the final pose of it yeah 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 um, just a quick thing so yeah but that was a nice um, nod you know? well and of course yeah. uh, new day new day yeah, yeah. New day came just, out in complete saying gear yes i mean hell yeah they came out of a ginormous box of bootios wearing <laughs> saying armor and <laughs> i mean it wasn't the best looking armor but i didn't care i popped for it i was like that's awesome i mean hell i mean xavier always says crazy things with his hair and he had his hair all spiked up like goku's and stuff and um, I don't know if the rest of the guys are as big of Dragon Ball fans as him, but he was um, having the time of his life at least. Okay, so <laughs> the New Day podcast, they had a um, a TV show tournament that lasted over the course of two episodes of their podcast. Dragon Ball Z ended up being named their favorite TV show of all time. <laughs> as a whole of the group. As a, as a collective. All right. Wow. Yes. Well, then I stand corrected. So. Mm-hmm. It was it was pretty funny because like they're getting rid of shows like Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, like <laughs> they're just dumping all of them and they're like, I don't think we intended to end up with Dragon Ball C as the best TV show of all time, but here we are. Well, and I mean, I mean, hell, you look at what Dragon Ball Super did, mm-hmm. and you know, Dragon Ball Super took everything that everyone from the '90s and early 2000s hated on Dragon Ball Z about, and they. You can tell they listened to it and they perfected it. I mean, hell, the best part was the first time Goku went Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, or Super Saiyan Blue. Everyone's like, what is that? He's just like, ah, you know, I could explain it, but we're just going to call it Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, or Super Saiyan Blue. Just like mm-hmm. kind of like that little jab at all those people that constantly <laughs> just bury Dragon Ball. All oh, they, you know, they just spend 30 minutes just screaming and powering up and this and that. And he's like, ah, you know, this, it is what it is, whatever. And, um, but no, it's like it, Dragon Ball Z for its time was great. And it was one of those things, like, it was just like a, a national treasure, if you will, of an anime. But what Dragon Ball Super did was just amazing. Like just beautiful, the storytelling, the, uh, cinematics of it and everything, but just the way they broke it down. I mean, the tower or the tournament of power was by far one of the best stories, and it was so well played out, like visually. But just each character had its moments, even your side characters that no one ever cared about. You know, like Master Roshi, Krilla. I mean, hell, the episode with Master Roshi. I mean, that was a, a tear jerker almost. I mean, just mm-hmm. when he had his moment with Krillin and Goku and all the flashbacks and stuff. It was like, you took this creepy old perv of a, you know, martial artist and turned him into this, you know, complete badass hero. It was just, I was proud to be a Dragon Ball fan watching that arc 
Yeah, it's like it's like they brought him back to his roots almost. Right. He almost went full Jackie Chun again, which was great. Right. And but just the way they told the story, you know, they didn't drag it out anything out like they did in the original series that everyone, you know, harps on and stuff. They just got to the point. I mean, still, you can knock it for like, you know, they say, hey, there's two minutes left in the tournament. What's going to happen? And then you have (laughs) 10, 12 more episodes of 30 minutes. And there's a lot of talking that lasts longer than two minutes. But that's that's anime. But when you break it down compared to what it originally was and how what GT was, they just knocked it out of the park. And it was just so beautifully done that, I mean, hell, I've watched super... I mean, probably five times, and I, I laugh because I actually saw a meme earlier about people docking on One Piece, but they've watched Naruto and Dragon Ball Z five times. It's like, well, One Piece puts Dragon Ball Z powering up the shame for the way they drag things out. Um, so are you not a GT guy then? When I was a kid, like I liked it because it was different and stuff. I, I'm not going to harp on it like a lot of people do. I mean, it was still cool and different, but that was probably the one, I think I've watched it like two times through, but it's one of those ones, like, I just don't have any desire to go back and watch it. Like, I didn't hate on it, but it wasn't like my cup of tea, per se. I'm glad they made it canon, essentially. And then what they've done with Dragon Ball Super going off of the Boo saga and everything, it just smashed it and... It, there's just no comparison compared, you know, when you go from GT to Super as a, you know, post Boo arc, there's just no comparison. So, you know, I think they had a different producer or writer for GT compared yeah. to Super. Um, so that dude was definitely on his aim. Yeah, yeah, and, it wasn't it wasn't Toriyama. And for those who don't know, like the uninitiated, they're they're still hanging with us in this Dragon Ball conversation. I, I did watch, <laughs> so so. Uh, I'm, I'm somebody who Dragon Ball Z was just always on because like the Art Institute, it was on every, like they had Cartoon Network. Tsunami. Tsunami. Like, like, so I, I know yeah. most of it through that, especially the later Majin Buu era. Um, a little bit of the original series I've seen. and But I did see the entirety of GT. And GT was like, we were shot to the future a little bit. Goku got turned into a kid for some reason. And there was a lot of stuff in space. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. that, that, uh, that basically well, sums okay, it up so, from my recollection, so right? Basically... What happened was there was another group of um, these. Dragon Balls. Another group of yes. Dragon Balls. Only there were the Black Star Dragon Balls. Right. That was created by um, King Piccolo before he split off. Yes. And um, they were more powerful Dragon Balls. And so uh, Emperor Pilaf was going to make a wish on them. And Goku interfered. And he's like, Pilaf said, "Oh, I wish you were a kid again." You know, just speaking Throwing out of turn. Out there, yeah, just speaking out of turn, and and Shaman was like, "Your wish has been granted." And then Goku turned into a kid, and the Black Star Dragon Balls went off to all the corners of the universe. So that's yeah. why they're in space the whole time. Yes, and and then apparently each Dragon Ball had a like a dragon that you know. How, well, like I don't know, they were like sealed away or something. Yeah, but yeah, because the, because the Dragon Balls got cracked from yeah, right. And then and you, you had the you know Omega Shinron that could absorb all the Black Star Dragon Balls and become some you know ginormous badass and 
it was just weird transformation. Like all of his horns just became like ginormous on his back and stuff. And it wasn't really much of a change, but it was just like the, the, the premise of it compared to now, like, okay, we have to somehow grow our tails back and mm-hmm. stare at the moon and power up to become Super Saiyan 4. You which gotta get just, some blunts waves going. Yeah, and <laughs> you, uh, like, Goku all of a sudden is an adult again. Like, he can go Super Saiyan 1, 2, and 3 as a kid, but then he turns Super Saiyan 4, he's an adult again, three-fourths of his body's covered in red ape hair, and yeah. his, uh, <laughs> he's got some red eyeshadow and stuff. It just... I mean, back then it was just like, man, this is, you know, that's kind of cool. And then you, you think of it as you get older, it's like, that was, that was kind of lame. Like, what was the whole premise of that? And then you see it now and it's like, okay, this is a little bit more believable, a little less hokey. I mean, yeah. a guy's hair can only change so many colors, I guess, but at <laughs> least it's... <laughs> I, I am noticing, so I've never seen Super. What Super is, uh, the dub is available on Hulu. Uh, yeah. If you happen to have Hulu, if you got one of your um, Disney Plus right. packs, 131 I, I, episodes. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. And these titles are long. <laughs> and the titles, don't read the titles because they will give away what happens in every episode. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yes. They give away yeah. what happens in everything. I'm episode. spoiling myself just but, flipping through this. Yeah, stop that. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you won't understand it no. until you watch it. But, like, right. but like they'll they'll say, like, Vegeta's last stand. Like, oh, I wonder what's happening this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like when when I first heard about Super because of GT, I wasn't that excited about it. It's one of those things like Dragon Ball Z was great back then. I still love it now. It was one of those things like just leave it alone. And then I remember I was on the road uh with some guys and they mentioned it. I'm like, wait, that's still going on. They're like, Oh yeah, dude, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And at that point it was like 30 something episodes and maybe it may have been around for six, eight months. We'll say, and I, I waited on it for like another couple of months. I was like, ah, Nope, screw it. I got nothing to watch. I'll give it a shot. They had some dubbed episodes out at that point. So I started watching those and I was just instantly hooked to a point where I caught up with the dubbed episodes that were aired. And I couldn't wait for the dub to come out when I saw that there was like 30 something more of the subtitled episodes. So I just said, F it. Like, I, I can hear the American voices in my head. I'll just watch the subtitled version. I can't wait for this. And yeah, I was hooked. I didn't, I finished everything else on the subtitled version. And then I instantly went back to the dub, rewatched the entirety, and got caught up again to where I think there was maybe 12, 14 episodes left. And yeah, I, I mean, they usually came out, I think, like Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday morning. And usually it was like when I was on the road home from somewhere, I had it pulled up as soon as it hit the night or one o'clock in the morning. I was watching Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Super on my phone driving home because I couldn't wait to get home. Like, I couldn't wait till I got home to watch it. And, I mean, it was just, it was awesome. It was beautifully done. So, Sorg and anyone else that's never watched Super that's hesitant, you, you will not waste your time. And I cannot commend what they did with that whole series enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'm definitely going to get into that after right. that recommendation. Uh, for those curious, so Hulu does also have the original Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball GT, but they are subtitled versions. Yes, um, th- this is the problem. Well, they had the like Cowboy Bebop. I was like, like not all of them were on dub. No, or Cowboy Bebop like is dubbed. It, it well, it's but on Hulu, it was funky. 
because I was oh, trying okay. to watch I episodes think... and like it didn't seem like they had everything. Dubbed. I thought they fixed it because I just watched it. Did they? Oh, well, I don't know. I just bought it on Google Video like oh, okay. like a like a year ago, so I just watch it whenever I want. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, I mean, honestly, like there's some that I watch on Hulu and stuff because they do stay pretty up to date. Yeah, Baruto like, and stuff, but other ones like like yeah, One Piece is on Netflix. It's on Hulu. But realistically, I mean, you have to either watch it on Crunchyroll or I have a, a, a website that I go to that stays up to date with everything. And because, yeah, Hulu and Netflix, they'll only have some series, like the first two or four seasons. And, well, hell, that's mm-hmm. like 40 to 80 episodes yeah. compared to, you know, their entirety. And, I mean, One Piece is at like 12, 1300 episodes right now. And All right. it's. I think I'm at like episode 800 something and that's one of those ones. that's just like, they drag it on so much that I just take breaks and I'll binge it for a day or two. And then I'm like, I, I can't, I can't. So, so I have one more question before we have to go to break. I, I, I have one more. Okay. Now. Okay. Mike, uh, what, 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 Mike, you go first. Uh, okay. What is your favorite Dragon Ball Z fight? Not involving a Saiyan. Not involving the mm-hmm. Saiyan. Ooh, that's that's a good one. Um, uh, you're really making me think and like rewatch the entirety. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially because uh, I I haven't thought about this since Super came out. So my answer might change now that I think about Super and stuff. But most of those had Saiyans involved. So yeah, I'm trying to think. Because a lot of the scenes from like Super that I remember involve Saiyans and stuff, but um, there's not that many scenes with non-Saiyans fighting. Um, as far as like Krillin didn't have that many shining moments. Piccolo had some during the Tournament of Power. But honestly, I would have to probably say it was there were some moments with uh, Android 17 and even Frieza during um, the Tournament of Power. I mean, can I say, like, I'm going to say probably the final battle, even though Goku's a part of it. But they gave Android 17 and Frieza their due fighting Mm -hmm. Jiren. And... That's one of those scenes that really stuck up, stuck out to me, just because like the storyline of those being two of Goku's worst enemies and stuff, and the the animation of it was awesome. Because outside of that, I mean, <sighs> favorite same fights with hell. Uh, what was her name? Kefla after they mm-hmm. fused that scene with Goku. Tapping into Ultra Instincts, one of the best scenes ever. Yeah. I mean, hell, he was charging up a Kamehameha while riding on his hands and the Kamehameha ball on those beams and stuff like that. That, I mean, hell, I want to do a, like a back roll while someone and hit a Kamehameha. After watching <laughs> that, you know? It's um, they gave so many awesome scenes that like, I can't think of any Piccolo fight scenes that stood out to me. I can't think of any Krilla ones that really stood out to me. I'm, I'm sad that you haven't brought up Hercule. <laughs> hey, you know what? I mean, uh, my 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 go to has always been seventeen versus um, Piccolo mm. from the Android Saga. That 
That's always okay. been my go-to. But I loved yeah. his fight with I love Seventeen's fight with Ruby Ann. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Where he did like the the barrier going, like mm-hmm. that barrier just. <laughs> Boy, when they came up with that idea, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna use this everywhere." Yeah. <laughs> but and, and that was—I mean—that was the thing. That's why, like, coming into this, thinking about certain scenes and stuff without you know knowing anything what we're gonna talk about, like that's why I wanted to poke at with Super was how they ended that final battle was just so amazing. And like again, the storytelling of two of Goku's enemies, because that's Goku's thing. He, you know, he's had all these enemies, but he's always been able to pref- befriend them after fighting yeah. them. I mean, hell, they were ready. Uh-oh. I think his, his phone, phone just, died. I think his phone, his phone died. Because <laughs> he knew... Oh, no. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully we can get him back. That, 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 you know what? That's, that's probably appropriate, because my question was going to be Dragon Ball Evolution? Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sorg. I started with Super, and then I watched Abridged, mm-hmm. and then I watched Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Oh, geez. wow. So you really? Oh boy, you went all over the place. Wow. I did because, like, I started watching Super. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. I didn't go back and watch it, but then I found Dragon Ball, the the uh, not the, the dub version. Yeah, and I'm like, I can't watch this trash because yeah, that, that was so. You know, I came in discovering Dragon Ball Z, and then they started running the old Dragon Ball, and I'm just like, I can't do this. This is too goofy. Yeah, right. So, but and that's the thing. It was all you know, the, the, everything. Well, that was that was film. way more for kids. Now, yeah. now, way more now, I want Ronnie to go watch and give opinions on GT. Good news, GT is not very long. I will start watching GT tonight. All right. I mean, oh, I miss, oh yes. live tweet this Ronnie's shit. Ronnie's GT live tweet this shit. I'll, so, I'll yes. live tweet it, yeah. I'll All watch, right. Ronnie's I'll watch a couple GT updates tonight. are going to give me fucking life. Because you think I'm just going to shit on it the entire time? No. No, because honestly, there's some really good shit in, the, in GT. Well, All right, I'll watch it. Well, I, we're going to see if we can get our guest back on or if his phone boots up or whatever the case may be here so um but i want to give him a shout his twitter is d underscore man of tomorrow daniel eads of course uh somebody that we've seen a lot with the renegade wrestling alliance here in the area revenge pro up in Erie, and of course with pro wrestling conquest so please uh, uh check out his social media look up daniel eads on whatever uh your ins- i believe he's on instagram uh at least he's on the facebook i know uh and uh and he'll be coming out sooner or later uh, i'm sure to rwa or uh or uh, conquest uh, in the next several months, or just look him up at IndieWrestling.us on our uh, YouTube page to uh, see him in action. Um, so let's let's. What are we doing next? Oh, hey, you know what? Uh, I want to give a shout out to our friends that support Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza, New York City style. Yins are made here in Beachview, Carnegie, East End, and North Hills, four locations. And of course, I know a lot of people are on uh, different parts of the country uh, and, and on the left coast in the middle and everywhere in between. Uh, but please, if you do not have a slice on Broadway in the Pittsburgh area near you, please support your independent podcast. Um, excuse me. Please support your independent pizza producer. Uh, just like, uh, just like we ask everybody to please support independent professional wrestling companies across the country as well. So thank you to our friends over there at Slice on Broadway. Thank you for supporting the show. We're going to go to a quick break. We'll be back with WWE What If after this. And hopefully our guest will be back. Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at 
SidekickMediaServices.com. The world of pro wrestling, it's bigger than ever. So how can you possibly keep up with everything that's happening? Just pro wrestling news. Don't fear falling behind. Give us just five minutes every morning and we'll catch you up on the biggest news in the world of pro wrestling. No filler, no rumors, no spoilers, no pop-ups. Just pro wrestling news. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app or tell your smart speaker to play the Just Pro Wrestling News podcast. Find out more. Go to JustProWrestlingNews.com. We are back, Wrestling Ma'am Show. Well, most of us made it back. Mayhem, uh, mayhem. We have lost our guest. He did warn. He did mention that his phone was dying at the beginning of the Dragon Ball Z talk. So hopefully it comes back. He has answered his message, but if his phone died, I don't think he's going to answer his message. So, um, so we're we're going to carry on here. Uh, thank you again, Daniel Leeds, for coming on and and having exactly the conversation I wanted to have. Uh, so, by the way, um, I, I didn't get to mention this to him. He needs to change. He needs to add a middle name to his ring name so he can be Daniel Ball Eads. Daniel Ball Eads. He's back. Yes. He's back. Daniel. Well, now you can hear. Now you can tell him yourself. There we go. There you go. Yeah. Is he, J- I'm bad, I, sorry. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it's all right. Technology. Uh, well, Mike had an idea for you that that uh, that he wanted uh, to share. Y- you need to add uh, the word ball to your middle name for your ring name so you can be Daniel Ball Eads. Oh, I actually do want to get a shirt made eventually when I have the extra funds for that and have it like in the drag <laughs> with uh, the Dragon Ball uh, separating it. And uh, <laughs> my buddy uh, Phil Early has a dude that does like uh, anime style designs and stuff, and nice. he said eventually he's going to have convince him to do like a Dragon Ball Z style Daniel Leeds for side kind of shirt. But and how we can just put a little parentheses put ball, but I'm sure there's some guys that will try to bust my balls about that or bust my Dragon Balls, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly um so it, it's a good thing you ducked that because i was gonna, just going to ask you about dragon ball evolution we don't talk about that, we don't Sork. talk about that one no no, Sork, no. no, no okay Sork, that movie came out on my birthday well, <laughs> you know how excited okay. I, I took off from work yes on my birthday and went to the mall by myself to watch this movie mm. because I was like, Hollywood has given me a birthday present, and really, right? Mm. Like, I, remember, so I remember one of my like best friends in high school. He was a huge like movie buff. Like he wanted to get into like producing, directing, that kind of stuff. So, like I remember you know, going off what we talked about earlier. I'm a huge Iron Man fan, and. Uh, this is when MySpace was still around. He had posted the like the very first reveal poster for Iron Man. I was like, "Holy shit! Like that's awesome! I can't wait!" I skipped school to go see that movie. Like he was part of the yearbook uh, committee, so he came in last class of the day. He was all like, uh, "I need to, you know, see him right there." We're going to talk to Daniel about some uh, swimming stuff, and the teachers kind of looking back and forth. He's like. All right, whatever. We both beelined to my locker, got my bag. We ran to my car. And we went and saw the first airing in New Albany of Iron Man that day. Worth it. As soon as he showed me the design for Piccolo, 
from Dragon Ball Evolution. I was like, nah, I'm not watching that. Like, <laughs> I mean, the fact they, the fact that they had Spike from Buffy starring as Piccolo, it just it, nothing. Uh, He's more of a Vegeta. Nothing. I'm sorry. It's even, yeah, I'm sorry. It's even bad. Well, well, I, I did get Batman versus Superman on on my birthday, so. Also, that, yeah, that but okay, that has was, elements in it that are good. It reflected, yes, uh, that has no, elements I, I, in it that I are good. It, but I, it was still I like, don't ooh, like what those we doing? movies. Yeah. But yeah, but like the only, God, I'm trying to think of a positive thing about Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> there was there was nothing about it. There was nothing positive about it. I mean, Charlie Fat is Roshi is great. Yeah, I mean. I have a, I only watched it one time. That I remember yeah. I watched it when I was in college, my freshman year, and like all my roommates were doing their own thing. I just happened to be done with everything, and I was trying to find something to watch. Like, okay, it's on. Why not? And I just remembered watching it. Like, what the fuck did they do to this show? Mm-hmm. Like, nothing makes sense. I mean, the whole pretense of Goku and going to school, going yeah. <laughs> Like, going to school and like the the gee he wore at the end of it, just and I I just remember this god awful looking ape creature that they made for him, <laughs> at the end. and that the like the Kamehameha wave was more of like a wind thing. It was almost like it a, was airbending. Uh, it was airbending. Yeah, it was either it was like a combination of airbending and like a Rosengan from Naruto, and. It just—it's just so bad. I mean, I, uh, sorry, I will—I uh, will say though the one positive thing: Emmy Rossum killed it as Bulma. She killed it as Bulma. Like that—that that was. But when did I, I when did Bulma, When did she ride around in leather on a on a? You no, know, original uh, Dragon Ball. Yamaha. Original Dragon Ball. Ball. She definitely did. Well, yeah, but did she have? Submachine guns and stuff with her, and I mean, um, wasn't she like some kind of assassin or something in they, Dragon Ball Revolution? I think they kind of combined Bulma and Launch. Yeah, like which okay, fine, I get that, but she was pretty good at Bulma. So she was so pretty good. I, at least I'm watching the trailer and realizing, oh, this is a Disney movie now. So look mm-hmm. for it on Disney Plus sooner or later. <laughs> no, that would be on Disney minus. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, be yeah, on Disney Disney, Disney negative. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought it up. Also, I've never seen this shit. I really I'm realizing I never saw this movie, but I did see the Oh, movie. oh Sorg. Sorg, let's let's do a live stream of it. Let's do a we'll live stream. I don't know. It's it's I, I, I have the I'm down. I'm down to drink heavily and watch that oh terrible, terrible movie. Oh, if I can find it on sale for cheap, maybe I'll I'll snag it. But <laughs> it's, it's not on any streaming services right now, unfortunately. I just I just never brought right. myself to because I'm just like I don't think this is going to be a good time. So fifteen percent well, on Rotten Tomatoes. Fifteen. That's <laughs> yeah. objectively too high. <laughs> yeah, that's being generous right there. I mean, well, it's just I'm not paying three ninety nine for that movie, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> nope. Well, I, I remember watching, I got into Shameless, and I was like, where do I know that guy from? Where do I know him from? And then instantly it clicked, I'm like, 
Oh, that's the guy that ruined Dragon Ball Z for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We we oh. call him Noku. All right, let's let's <laughs> let's let's bring this around a little bit and and get something hopefully a little more interesting. Uh, uh Dan, I, we're getting a little bit of feedback. I don't know if you just need to turn your headphones down a little bit or something. Sometimes that Probably. helps. So, um, but uh, uh, so, uh, uh, Mike, you had a concept that was brought up i think recently on the show or in slack i can't remember so uh and actually troy lord's kind of started this because he had the what if uh scott steiner was the one that uh body slammed yokozuna on the intrepid instead of lex luger Mm -hmm. and we went down the rabbit hole on that so so mike please present your uh wwe what if okay uh so there's there's a lot of talk about there's possibly an upcoming queen of the ring tournament king of the ring tournament you know what have you and I was looking back past King of the Rings and stuff, and there's one that kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. It just really doesn't gel with with, every, with everyone else that we've seen be King of the Ring. You know, you got, and I'm not talking about Ken Shamrock. I'm not talking about Billy Dunn. I'm talking about Mabel. Okay, Mabel as King never really made a whole lot of sense. So I went back and I'm like, let me look at the 1995 King of the Ring. Do you know what we could have had as a final for that King of the Ring tournament? Because this is our WWE what if. What if the finals of the 1995 King of the Ring tournament was Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker? Because Undertaker fought Mabel and lost. Shawn Michaels fought Kama and lost. We could have had wow. Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker for the finals of the 95 King of the Ring. Had they had a lot of confrontations up to this point? No. no, this would have been so this would have jumpstarted their feud earlier than it would have it would have been brand spanking new, basically. And the winner of that tournament would go on to fight WWF champion Diesel at SummerSlam. Oof. Ooh. So yeah. <laughs> So that 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 was, I'm like, wow, that's a that's a weird that that's a weird alternate continuity. And this was we can all talk about this it. was the King of the Ring in Philly, right? Where people like the Philly crowd kind of shit on Mabel winning this thing. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So so you know if you would have had given that crowd Sean and Taker at the time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. man. So they go on. Diesel would have the belt. Would he have it through WrestleMania? I uh think so okay i think so yeah all right all right so we really would have kind of stepped everything forward a little bit i i think yeah. that would have changed a lot of stuff mm-hmm. because, because like and, or, first of all who would you have win taker or sean honestly i'd probably have taker winning okay. and just i'm thinking gimmick wise and stuff like with his career and everything he's done you know, we would have had the King of the Dead essentially yeah. at that point, and would would American Badass Taker have happened after that? But even then, like just an actual King of the Dead and playing off that, you know, for that time period could have really pushed things, pushed some buttons and boundaries a little more. And um, I mean, hell, if you think if that was the finals, and let's say that their final final feud actually happened 
like the story they could have done from all those years in between, you know, Taker becoming the King of the Dead because he beat Shawn Michaels. And then, you know, Shawn Michaels trying to dethrone the King of the Dead once and for all. Like, I think storyline of that per se, but I mean, hell, I, I think a King, like a, a King Undertaker or King of the Dead prospect of his gimmick would have been awesome to see and to really play off of um, for years to come. But again, would they have had the American badass taker? Who knows mm-hmm. after that? I mean, hell, I got in an argument with a guy um, when I was working at the coal mine. Uh, we were riding back. I was a roof bolter, and this dude was just annoying and just talked and talked and talked. But he, <laughs> going on, I'm sorry, tangent, but you guys might laugh at this. He was going on about it because I'm a pro wrestler and he was uh, trying to explain to me what his, who his favorite wrestler was. And he was like, yeah, uh, the undertaker is my favorite wrestler. I was like, okay. It's a lot of people. He's like, yeah, but I stopped watching. I was like, why? And that was a dumb question for me to ask. But the <laughs> response was dumber. Cause he was like, well, they got rid of the American badass taker. I was like, okay. He's like, well, that was my favorite version. Like, but he's the undertaker, but yeah, but he was, you know, he was this American badass coming in on the, you know, uh, a chopper <laughs> or Harley fist thing. And he was just cool. And then they buried him and then he came back as a dead man. It's like, he was a dead man first. Like that was how he started his <laughs> career. He's the undertaker. And I kid you not, he legit looks and goes, well, the American badass is my favorite. That was my favorite. So they got rid of that. I stopped watching. Like, you you should tell him about the boneyard match. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll bring you him should back. tell him about the boneyard match. Like, yeah. Oh man, because like, like if you have the King of the Dead, like we're saying, that could jumpstart the whole Ministry of Darkness thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that that could kick that into high gear at the end of at the end of ninety five, beginning of ninety six, like. Because my gut, because because it's Shawn Michaels, I would want Shawn to win. Like the Heartbreak King sounds really good too. Oh, that's got a good ring to it, yeah. But here's the thing: if you have Shawn Michaels win that, not only do you jumpstart his feud with Diesel, you don't get that ladder match he had with Fraser Ramon at SummerSlam. Mm. I mean, granted, they already had the first one, but the second one, you know, they really honed in on it, but. I don't know. Well, and then you got to think about it too. Okay, if you have a king of the dead, what kind of crown is he going to wear? If he something, wears a crown, if he wears a crown, but you would think it'd be something with skulls related to death and stuff. Well, then what's <laughs> Triple H going to wear? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what's what's going to happen with his feuds with Triple H? Are they both going to come out with the skull and crown on, or uh, you know, that takes out his whole King of Kings essentially? Um. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, I mean, how many times? I mean, I don't know how many people in the in the 2000s that we knew that got, had a tryout WWE and they were told to cut their hair, and then never <laughs> never got hired because it looked like Triple H, right? So, <laughs> you know, like that that happened a lot. So they were really big about not repeating stupid stuff like that. So, jeez, ah. Man, um, yeah, because I would, would that so who would, who would you give it to, Sork? Um, I was gonna give it to Sean immediately, but you guys are selling me on Taker having it. 
Um, and also, I really did like the American Badass Undertaker, but not my favorite. Uh, so, it's okay, uh, you're allowed to have wrong. Well, nah, hey, well, I also, <laughs> I, well, well, I grew up around Harleys, so it appealed to me. Okay, so that that was a thing. Um, but uh, man, yeah, because either way, that could be interesting. Like, like I'm trying to think what era Taker was. This was this. He was, was still with Paul Bearer. He was like, still with Paul Bearer. Was yeah, he, like, was, like. Good. Because SummerSlam '94 was Undertaker versus Undertaker, Oof. so it's so it's post that. So it's post I that. think okay. SummerSlam '95, he was feuding with the Million Dollar Corporation. Mm-hmm. Like I think Kama had melted down the urn into a chain at that point. Okay. So I th- I think that's where we were heading with Taker, but I mean, if you give him the King gimmick, that's oh, man, that takes on a whole different level. Just think, you would have had the dead man's court. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. I don't like that. Wow. Whoa. Okay. All right. Oh, could I'm you imagine? Even more sold on this. Could you imagine him being carried? Because remember, King Mabel was carried to the ring like with a bunch of jobbers holding the throne. Mm-hmm. Imagine yeah. if imagine if Taker just had like a throne of skulls like Mil Muertes had in Lucha Underground. Yeah. Like, Oh man, that could be really. Cool. I mean, I don't know if I would have wanted to carry Taker out though, because I've, I've done a Taker entrance before, and so it took you twenty minutes. Carrying to get that to the casket. Ring? Up. So what? <laughs> it took you twenty minutes to get to the ring. Yeah, yeah, and it was the most nerve wracking thing possible. Granted, we didn't carry Taker out; we carried Bray Wyatt. I, I was the one of the druids carrying the casket out at the first um, fast lane that set up the the angle for Bray Wyatt and Taker. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you can barely see what you're doing. You know, you got lumps and stuff, and you're trying to carry this casket out. It's on wheels, but still you're trying to carry it out smoothly without dumping Bray Wyatt out on the ground. And <laughs> that would be awkward. <laughs> right. Well, I, I actually, uh, I actually made Bray laugh right before it because he seemed kind of hesitant, nervous, being like in a casket. So he's a little paranoid. And it was me and this other tall guy carrying out with the tallest ones. So they were like, "You two are carrying the casket down. Uh, open up, close it, bring it back." And right at the end of the ramp, when we kind of like practice, there was like a little bit of a bump. So we were worried about something going wrong with that that Bray was just kind of in his own and me being a smart ass dumbass trying to just you know uh, kind of break the way a little bit with him I was like hey man if um, if the casket catches fire I'm just gonna go ahead and pre-apologize and he's like dude why are you gonna say that to me right now I'm like well <laughs> it's my first time here I've been dieting really crazy working out really crazy my protein intake super high so if it catches fire it's probably because I farted and he just like lost it laughing. And he was like, I really needed that. Thank you. And I remember when we got <laughs> done doing doing that whole thing, like um, one of the big wigs came up just screaming, Vince loved it. Vince loved it. They literally thought that was Undertaker in the casket. They were so pissed. They bought into it. And don't get me wrong. Like I had never experienced an Undertaker entrance live before that point. And being a part of it was ridiculous. Like it was one of the coolest feelings ever being in that atmosphere. I mean, you see it on TV, you're like, Oh, but when you're actually in the crowd or just there in general and you're witnessing with the smoke, the fire and everything, like it's a 
they put a lot into it and it's just kind of one of those like awe moments. So knowing that we didn't mess up and knowing that we, you know, everything went smooth and getting to witness, it was cool, but I definitely wouldn't want to carry the undertaker on a chair <laughs> like that though. <laughs> I mean, hell kudos to the guys that carried Mabel out, but oh, I wouldn't want yeah. to be one of those guys. Yeah. Oh, jeez. How many did they have carrying him out? Like eight of eight I, people? I want to say eight. Yeah. I want to say it's eight. Jeez. I actually, I actually wrestled Mabel once, um, right before he passed away. Hmm. And, um, I remember it was me and I don't know if you know the name, but me and Nick, Nick uh, part of the, the Carnies or team IOU that they used to be. It was me and him. We were part of a faction. We had this thing going with Rob Conway uh, here in Evansville, and uh, they booked Mabel Ford, or he was Viscera, and uh, he was walking out, and Rob was just like, hey, don't worry, man. He, he's he's not as big as he looks when he walks out there. And I was like, okay, cool. I mean, this was like my 10th month in the business. And I remember one point I got slammed. He hits the rope. And he jumps up there to give me a splash as I'm laying there. And the, the only thing that came to mind, and I actually said that out loud, I was like, oh, shit, he got bigger. Because you didn't see this big man jumping in the air and he's coming down on you. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I watch him. I'm like, oh, yeah, he doesn't look that big. And then, yeah, when he jumps in the air and you're just laying there prone. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, no. And then, and then Mabel knocked him right off the internet again. <laughs> It's always when you're telling the good stories too. So, oh, oh. We, we got we got to take the phone in tomorrow in to get uh, repaired. Apparently, so. <laughs> well, you know, it's the phone of tomorrow. The updates haven't come out for. Oh, me. that's right. That's right. Jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, um, also, that he name dropped Rob Conway. I'm appreciating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Ain't I a sight to see? Oh, I forgot about that song. That con the man. World oh, is. no. Look at me. Look even, at me. Even as it is, I've been seeing too much of like Chris Masters lately. Uh, so He's killing it. Between man. NWA and stuff. Yeah, Chris Adonis, right? It was mm-hmm. it was interesting. They um uh Sam Adonis was on there and and they didn't use his name. And I was like, why do they use him call him Larudo or whatever? So so did I hear the is he back on? Did it I see he popped him back no. in? Okay. No, not All right. Yet. All right, we'll see uh where that goes. So I I <laughs> Um, the car and Carney's one I'm familiar with too. I think I saw them down in Tennessee, and I think they've been up here in Pittsburgh before too. So, uh, good team, fun team. Um, well, I, at that point, I think it's time to to wrap it up here. I don't know if he's going to come back. I don't know if he's got anything left there, technology wise. But uh, uh, what did you guys learn from wrestling this week? Oh, boy. Hit me up, chat room. <laughs> um, I I learned that um. Uh, shoot fighting doesn't really belong on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was awkward. That was really <laughs> awkward. Oof, did you see Charlotte, Ronnie? Charlotte and Nia tried to single handedly okay, okay. bring back Raw Underground. Okay, 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 Ronnie. I, I, I wish, Only I, it was Raw Above Ground. And I wish Eads was on here too because I wanted an opinion of somebody in wrestling that saw that match and is what happened, what I think happened in that thing. Somebody screwed up really bad, and they both got pissed and decided to beat the shit out of each other. Okay, all right, that's what happened. There was a botch somewhere in that match, 
and somebody got really pissed, and then they just started shooting on each other. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. It was nasty. That was the, dude, the official dude, word. He, uh, Naya just picked her up and was like, oh, fuck you, and just dropped her. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, luckily, Charlotte, like, it didn't look as bad as it could have been from different angles. I mean, it looked bad. But- it looked bad, but I've seen, but Charlotte is enough of a pro where it didn't look as bad as yeah. it could have. But like, oh boy, I think it's just, I think it's time for Nia to just kind of get out of wrestling. Maybe that but, I, that ain't gonna happen <laughs> as long as we're waiting for a certain Fast Nine no show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's that. Um. <laughs> Sort of like, eh, well, here's yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. Need to sell. <laughs> oh, Tina learned that she needs to sell a kidney and stand by herself for a photo op. John Cena, at Emerald City in December. I'm afraid yeah, apparently what- he's also coming to New York Comic Con. Oh wow, he's doing the rounds. Like I, I, but I mostly listed as the Suicide Squad, Fast Nine, and wrestling. <laughs> so, is New York Comic Con still in October? Uh huh. Sork, we have to get a New York Comic Con next Ooh, year. Oh, I wouldn't I go this year. No, I would, this I would year. not go, go this year. year. I'm not. I'm not. No, I don't. I don't think I'm up for Ronnie. Like I I have never missed the New York Comic Con. I, I mean, know. next year, not not this I, year. I'm, okay, yeah. I I'm not going to New York. Comic-Con. I probably shouldn't have gone to Steel City Con, but uh, I, I I went for it. Whew, okay. I went for it. I I learned that lesson the first time I went to Steel City Con when I came back. I was like, I feel really bad about being here. I feel super awkward. I need to leave. <laughs> Because I'm like, wait, I'm like, was this co- were you talking COVID era Steel City Con or just in general? COVID era Steel okay. City Con. Oh, yeah. Was, I think this was, was weirdly. Was this the June show? Yeah, there was one in June. Um, I, I, I had to get out of there. I'm like, I need to leave because there's yeah, way too many yeah. people here for my comfort zone. Uh, yeah, I heard Saturday was really bad. I went Sunday. So what, I'm glad I did because that's when Brent was there. So, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of people. I was kind of, okay. mm-hmm. I can't remember if I masked or not that day. I can't remember if I was back on my masking. Or not. You probably should have wore a mask that day. I probably, I felt if I didn't, I felt like I should have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah is, like like New York Comic Con is requiring vaccinations. Yes, um, I just got or my negative first, COVID test. But, uh, this is, but like, there's gonna be so many kids there. Yeah, that can't be vaccinated. Yeah, and, yeah. And and Comic Con is a germ factory at the best of times. I I did just <laughs> get my first gig that is asking for uh, my vaccination card or or a test. Good. So, Good. like, that's that's a, a little unfortunate to hear. That's your first gig. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't repeat that a second time. Well, but the others are like wrestling and little things, and, and oh, I know I guess, but other like, like things that wouldn't. It, it's you know, it, it, it's just yeah. nice to know that this gig that you're getting now is professional enough to do that way. <laughs> Yes. So Versus let's just... all the rest of, um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, the I mean, country. I, I, I don't know. It's, I, yeah, I don't have anything for this. Yeah, but, foot, uh, foot meets mouth. Yeah. Okay. I, I also to, learned from the well, To be fair, all the rest of my gigs have been like outdoors. Yes, too. that's true. So that's outdoors true. Uh, and and promoting social distance and masking in some fashion, or it was around the hey, we're vaxxed and good era you know, or, or something like that, you know, like, so there's been, it's been, it's not like I got a gig in like, like, like January 
when we had nothing that mm-hmm. that that would have that should have required us. I stayed at home, okay, and then mm-hmm. did a wrestling show and got COVID. So, uh, so, so I also learned something else from wrestling. <sighs> What's that? Ziggy Heim has awesome merch. Yes, he. Yes, she does. Yes, she that shirt's does. amazing. I still appreciate the Jewish space laser shirt. Yeah, I, the shirt's awesome too. I I felt like it would be a disservice to my own people if I got the Jewish space laser one, but I'm like, oh, this this one speaks to my interests. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm a big fan of it. Wait, are you Jewish? No, I'm not. That's my point. Well, oh, wait, what? <laughs> How are you doing an injustice to your people if you're not Jewish? Yeah, like, I'm, wait, am I reading that wrong? I thought you were like no, Catholic or something. I am, but I, that's why I feel like I probably shouldn't wear a Jewish space laser shirt. No one's going to give a shit. Jewish, Jesus no one gives a, a shit. It's okay. It's yeah, all right. Yeah, Jesus yeah, was a Jew. Try yeah. reminding Catholics of that. <laughs> oh, no. Trust me. I yeah, know. Give, give it a shot. Yo, they half my give, family. But, but, but Sorg, Sorg, remember the platypus. Yeah, remember the platypus. Remember anyway, the platypus. Asian P, man. We were know. just talking about dogma. Yeah. Oh, oh an awesome cast. And how you Guess what? You, you Guess know, what you I'm know, doing you, in a couple you, weeks. You know two things you can't buy today on digital, a digital mm-hmm. copy of Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and Dogma. Mm-hmm. Dogma. Well, the original owners of Dogma. Uh, what what fucking company is that? It, so, okay, uh, it was owned by Miramax. Disney didn't want it because the backlash. Sold it directly to the Weinstein family, which. Hmm? And the Weinsteins will not release a digital copy or put it on Blu-ray or DVD. Yep. Uh, I have the DVD somewhere in this house. I, yeah, I, I have, I have my yeah. old DVD. But, yeah. but yeah. um, it's free on YouTube, by the way. Oh really? So there you yeah, go. Was, <laughs> there you really? go. Hey, I want I'll, I'll Dragon Ball Evolutions over there too, and I don't have to pay for it. it I'm, looking at, I'm looking at an eight dollar multi format. I'm gonna DVD. say, Sorg, even if you watch that movie for free, you might be overcharged. Mm, mm. Um, I do technically pay for YouTube Premium, so okay. yes. But um, a, a thing I'm doing in a couple weeks, I'm going to the movies pop up in Jersey. <gasps> Nice. I am super excited. Yeah, it's time for all the merch, Mike. All the merch. Do we have a return? I hear hear echoing. I think we have a return. Last time on Dragon Ball Z. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Let's take a a, uh, a five minute conversation and stretch it out within an hour. You know, if you do an anime, right? The very Dragon Ball (laughs) thing. Yes. I love that the I love that the Mabel story knocked you off the internet. (laughs) (laughs) he hit you so hard that years later it knocked you off this podcast yeah (laughs) let me try to get some things going i mean at this point i don't know how long my phone's gonna last well we just want to know one thing uh well i think we got most of us got the what we learned so 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 before your phone dies again i want you to tell us what you learned from wrestling this week and then plug wherever people can find you uh i mean hell the what did I learn from wrestling this week? I mean, trying to think of the positive aspect about the negative because you know yes, you see what's happening course. in the wrestling world right now, and it's it's not a guaranteed thing. So if uh, if anything, if you are in the wrestling business, especially with what's going on with releases and COVID and everything like that, you know, main thing is just do what you can and enjoy it. You know. Uh, just like everything in life, there's no guarantee with how long something can last and what's going to happen. So, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, just appreciate it, enjoy it. 
Um, things change all the time. And if you're an actual wrestler, just, you know, always have a backup plan and just have fun. Enjoy it. So, you know, if, if you're doing it and you're not enjoying it, then at that point you shouldn't be doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. And there are guys out there, you know, male and female talent that they love pro wrestling, but they're not enjoying it. And that happens. And that's, that's not digging us one specific company. That's almost, you know, it could be any company that you work for, you know, just do it for yourself essentially. And, um, I mean, I may, I mean, I've had my tryout you know, when I got into pro wrestling, I had two aspects with it. I had my dream and my goal. My dream of course is to be signed for a company and wrestle full time. I'm realistic and that may never happen. But my goal was my WWE tryout. That was my goal. And I accomplished that back in 2018. And at this point, whatever happens, happens. You know, maybe I'll catch a break in a year or two, or maybe down the road, I'll be like, you know what? It's not going to work. Uh, I'm not going to hang on to stuff, hang on to this anymore. But I accomplished my goal. And I think some guys need to do that and, you know, have a backup plan while still have that one goal that seems realistic, you know, a little bit below the dream. That way, if you decide to walk away or God forbid you get injured or something happens and you're forced to walk away, you can walk away with your head held high. And um, COVID has put that into major aspects for me with, you know, not being booked as much and not knowing if and when certain companies are going to run and when I can go be a, an extra talent again or try to get a dark batch with somewhere. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, I'm proud of what I've accomplished and I hope other guys and girls can have that same moment that I had. So just be safe and be cautious of everything and enjoy yourself. And all that guys have been a druid. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> you got that. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, I got, I, I was the punch heard world round on uh, Chicago takeover between uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano in their Chicago street fight. So, that's right. Oh, my that's God. That's right. I remember seeing <laughs> you on that now. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I've never been more proud about getting a black eye in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, that's, that's we great. we know somebody locally. I can't mention that got uh, he was the one that got uh, punched out by Ronda Rousey when she was there in Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, so, um, if you yeah, but anyways, yeah. Um, what what did I learn this weekend? I learned, um, I learned. My God, don't give chest flexor a gimmick match because. They had a fashionista street fight. Sorg, how are you? There just was a this? board. <laughs> Listen, and I have some experiences that that I saw my life flashing between before my eyes at least twice around chest flexor. Um, <laughs> one involved a gun, one involved a fire, and actually a third involved uh, Thailand. So, um, but anyways. <laughs> Uh, there was a, there was a, you know, the, the barbed wire boards, but how about it had tiaras? Of course. On it. Yeah. Of course it did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, there was. That sounds terrible. It was the most sparkly, dangerous match I've seen 
I'm glad I was in the back producing it and not ringside for this one. So I can't tell you if it was more dangerous or less than the pasta death match fans bring the pasta weapons match. I oh, so. sword sword. We still need to have the sequel to that match, the Taipei Pene match. Taipei Pene and the pasta, <laughs> the, pasta have the pasta cage match continues to be uh, pitched. Uh, behind the scenes, I'm not, I'm telling you that right now. So, okay. Um, but there is rumor of another Halloween show, so it could get weird again. Um, Ooh. hopefully nobody uh tries to commit vehicular manslaughter. Um, but uh, you know, I'm glad to have a car accident on my demo rail. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't had... mean the match. I mean there was a car accident, and <laughs> that was part of it. You, but... You've had a man in gunpoint. You've had a car accident. Uh... Yes. Yeah, you've had people man. throwing pasta sauce on each other. Yeah, yeah. I'm, really I mean, running, I, running the gamut. I filmed a riot at least twice thanks to Marshall Gambino. Uh, so uh, I've, I've been there for yeah. I think one of them. Yeah, at least yeah, yeah. Were you there with, taking selfies with the cop that showed up the one time? I, I believe so. I do remember the one time. Um, all of a sudden, we heard this. I was like, "Oh shit!" Someone just pulled a taser and. Like I, I was looking out. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember what match it was. If I was in the back when that happened, or hell, that that might have happened in our eight man tag match when there was me, um, uh, Generation of Dead, and uh, Sanjay Dutt against like the Gambino family. I think that's when it happened. Yeah, because we were in just an all out like street eight man tag match. I mean, we were all over the place. And we were walking around the corner. All of a sudden, we heard this. Oh shit! Someone's got a taser, and we're like pulling Marshall away and stuff. And it's just like, oh, what did we sign up for? And I mean, that's that's heat. I had a buddy that he that was his goal as a heel was to have someone either pull a gun or a knife on him, and he came close a couple times. But yeah, yeah. that's that's a little. That's living the gimmick a little too much, if you ask me. Uh, Marshall was recounting a story that he's told on this show ages ago about uh, having a police escort out of a town one time, some ten years ago or so. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I think we got everybody. Did I miss anybody on the, on what you learned? <laughs> uh, Matt Collins learned that the Great Muda can't drive. We we, we showed that <laughs> clip last night of the uh, of Great Muda hitting somebody with a car. Uh, so. Um, uh, well, if you don't mind me interrupting you, just in case my phone dies again, I do yes. want to thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely, please plug blast. plug. Where can people find you, and where are you coming oh. to next? I mean, add me on Facebook. Uh, you can add me on Twitter. I'm not on it that much. I know I need to be because that's what you do in today's world. Um, we'll so there. hey, if you if you want an easy follow that uh, you don't have to read a bunch of BS, that's me. I don't, I don't post enough to really care. So. Uh, it's uh, at D underscore man of tomorrow. And uh, again, add me on Facebook. I'm usually posting stuff on that. Uh, this Friday, I'll be in Illinois for IWAU, the school I trained at. Go back there every now and then. September 18th, I finally make my return to RWA. Yes. Uh, whenever Pro Wrestling Conquest does not have a solely tag team show, <laughs> I will be back there. Uh, I'm currently, I think I'm in talks with hopefully making a debut at hopefully Empire State Wrestling nice. in the near future. I got some companies up in the air right now, I'm waiting on, but again, 
COVID and everything, it's it's hard to really set anything in stone, which I'm fine with, but it just it just is what it is. So I'm being patient. Um, can't remember if it's next month. Uh, Emerge Wrestling here in Indiana has started back up. So they have things online to watch the shows. Uh, they have live feeds and everything. So check them out. Um, right now, it's just kind of up in the air. With regulations and stuff. Yeah, just uh, being patient. Shout out from Tina. Uh, by the way, she said earlier in the show she remembers your work from OVW when she was down in that area. So um, I I enjoyed my time there. I, I have some stories about OVW, but I'm thankful for the time I had there working with uh, Danny Davis. Mm-hmm. I had one of my favorite moments in the business. He was a <laughs> he was a special guest referee for a title match street fight that I was in. And I remember at one point in the match, I took a uh, steel pipe and hit my opponent. And Danny was like, are you proud of yourself right right now? And I looked at him, damn right I am. He, under his breath, out of nowhere, goes, good. I am too. And it took everything I had not to break character. Because, you know, I I watched OBW growing up because I grew up in Jeffersonville, Wolfville area. So I've seen Danny on there and everything. So mm-hmm. being able to be on that was like a childhood goal was to be on OBW. So that was kind of like a, a heart wrenching moment for me. That was cool. But yeah, you know, I met some of my best friends in life there. Uh, Phil earlier, Casey Reeves and mm-hmm. uh, Josh Ashcraft who are the best promo givers you can find in the business right now. And uh, while it was awesome working with those guys, it's, even more amazing that my stints with OVW gave me friendships with two guys like that. Now, um, they tried to get me to come back, but scheduling conflicts with my job right now when um, their hours of working and stuff just didn't, unfortunately, didn't work out. I'd love mm-hmm. to go back. Um, that I got, you know, got to do what's best for me. And week weekday shows are kind of hard to do with my job right now. Oh yeah, they're like Wednesday Thursday shows when I went out there for their tapings, right? So, yeah, I think there were Wednesdays and they just like switched. I don't know, they, they switch like every three or four months, so it's hard yeah, to keep track yeah. of. But with them being an hour ahead of me and um, that two, two and a half hour drive, like I'd be showing up right at showtime and stuff, yeah, and I'd be yeah. more of an inconvenience for them than a, you know, a gain in the system. So, yeah, that time zone gets finicky <laughs> over yeah. there. So, well, thank you so much, Daniel Ease, for joining us on the show, talking Dragon Ball Z and geeking out for a little bit. And, and we'll have to have you back on. Uh, when the oh, just let me know, and next time I'll make sure my phone's yeah. fully charged. Yes, so. <laughs> definitely when the new movie comes out. Yeah. Hey, if, if there's ever another live uh, Dragon Ball movie, I don't care what I have to do. I, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be Goku. Or hell, I'll be Gohan for yes. all I care. I'll shave the beard and I'll do what I can. Oh my god! Uh, I'll practice my so. krill and yells and stuff. Make it so. <laughs> Make it happen. Mad Mike four eight three on the tweets. Uh yeah. Um, I'll be watching What If tonight, so stay tuned. If I decide to post a non-spoilery tweet at three thirty in the morning, there you go. <laughs> and of course, Ronnie Stark Stark's wrestling on the tweets. I'm gonna watch Dragon Ball GT because you guys told me to. And uh, shop at your local Spirit Halloween and go buy some shit. <laughs> no, no, you cannot use my discount, you fucking ass. You know, you know, I Ronnie, used to. Ronnie, 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 can I use your discount? Yo, that discount. Listen, I <laughs> listen. I used to work for Spencer Gifts. That discount is nice. 
is uh, nice. It is nice. And working Spencer Gifts during Halloween was one of my favorite jobs of all time. So, I'm very excited. Yes. I might live tweet my days I work. I think you should. I dressed up. <laughs> oh, at, you I, absolutely should. Ron, Ronnie, you need, you need to do what someone did uh, while I was working at Toys R Us. They created an account called Toys R Us Problems. Mm-hmm. We need to create an yes. account called Spirit Halloween Problems. I, uh, the, I will. The, the, the manager of our store also managed the spirit stores um, like locally in that. And she she she's the one that gave me the uh, uh, cool. She's like, oh, I met Ted McFarlane one time. I didn't know who he was. Here's a comic book signed by him if you want. I'm like, yes, please. Um, yeah. What? Yeah. And during Jesus. Halloween and during Halloween for most days, I would go in, dress up in the stream, the scream uh, outfit. Mm hmm. As and just do. stand there and scare people. I would go in the window and then start mm-hmm. moving, and people thought I was a robot or something, until I actually like moved more. So it was it was <laughs> it was a blast, and that's just like that's what I did for like basically a month of my job. So, um, anyways, thank you everybody. Thank everybody hanging out with us, uh, kicking it live on the live streams. We're checking us out later on the podcast. Please rate and review. Uh, next week we could have Jock Sampson on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm I think. I think I just booked Jock Sampson. We're, he's either going to be on here or we're going to interview. Um, either way, it's going to be very interesting. Look out for that. And please uh, uh, stay tuned and, and look out for that. Pro Wrestling Conquest show uh, there. If anybody's in uh, around Kingsport, Tennessee, come by this MMA show that's happening and say hi. Road trip. Uh, we'll, see you, we'll see you Friday, Tennessee. Uh, until next time, Mayhem out. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.